This podcast is sponsored by Active Skin Repair, a skin health company helping people heal with natural, non-toxic, medical-grade ingredients. So as the weather warms up, we're outside gardening or doing yard work. There are so many opportunities for skin issues, right? And for me, it's always a mystery to know what's going to irritate my skin, but I'm definitely out there itching and scratching. But the good news is active skin repair always seems to save the day. Active skin repair can be used to treat a wide range of skin issues, including cuts, scrapes, burns, sunburns, rashes, and other types of skin damage. It's also safe and non-toxic, making it suitable for use on all skin types, all parts of the body, and even on rosacea, eczema, and acne-prone skin. Here's what I want you to do. Visit ActiveSkinRepair.com to learn more about Active Skin Repair and get 20% off your order when you use code JOYFUL. Again, that's www.ActiveSkinRepair.com. Find out more about the product and get 20% off your order when you use the code JOYFUL. Joyful Courage Parenting Podcast asked Casey episode for January 2017. Hey friends, I'm back with a little bonus episode for you all this month. I'm super excited. Before I get into it, I have to say you all are showing up big time. Thank you so much. I'm noticing so many of you sharing content around your world. When you tag me or Joyful Courage, I get to see it. And then I head over and I like it. Well, actually, I'm a lover. I like to love things on Facebook. Um, And I remind you that you are doing your part to impact 1 million kids. That's the goal this year, impact 1 million kids. So if you are new to the podcast, then um, you're new to this kind of episode, which every month, well, I try to do it every month, I have a special bonus episode. It's just me. And what I do is I invite members of the community, so people that are a part of the Live in Love with Joyful Courage Facebook group, I invite them to share a question with me, to ask me a question. And then I read over all the questions and I try to pick one that I think is something that um, isn't so specific to the person that it's only happening in their home, which by the way, most of the challenges that we have as parents are challenges that everybody's dealing with. So um, this month I picked a um, a question around defiance. So a Mama K sent me this question and I'm just going to read it straight to you. Defiance. My six-year-old has recently started saying straight out no's to anything I ask. Anything. I've tried explaining why I ask her to do things and even explain how it benefits her, but it's just no, in many times in a disrespectful and rude way. I think she's just finding her boundaries and her self-confidence, but I don't know how to interact with her. I don't want to bulldoze over her feelings or bully her into obedience, but I also don't want her to be disrespectful or be an example of disrespect to her younger siblings. Along with the no is an ability to find something negative about everything. 
I've had to ask her to go to another room many times because she was affecting her sibling's attitude as well. I'm praying this is a stage, but I don't want to break or break her through the process. So, okay, first I want to say thank you so much for showing up in the community and speaking into this. It is not always easy to arrive in a group of parents and say, I'm having a problem and here's what it is. You were super candid and honest and open and transparent. And I just, I admire that. So I first want to start with thank you. I also want to say that it is clear that you care deeply about your daughter. You care deeply about your daughter because you want to figure out a way to handle this. And what I'm reading into this is a way of handling this while still maintaining relationship. And so the good news is, there's relationship there, right? And anyone who listens to the podcast knows that I love to talk about relationship. And the other piece that's showing up for me too, I just was recording a podcast with Marcelie Smith-Boyle, and it will come out in a couple of weeks, um, around the brain science and, and research that supports positive discipline. And we talked a bit about how the foundation of positive discipline is it's it's based on Adlerian theory, the work of Alfred Adler. And one of his guiding principles around what he found in his work of human behavior is that we are motivated by our need for belonging and significance. And what I'm hearing in your share, I'm hearing a couple things, places where I'm curious. First of all, I'm recognizing that your six-year-old is the oldest, so um, yay, I'm an oldest too. Woo-hoo. Shout out to all the oldest sisters out there. I'm with you. Um, and something that we notice is when our kids' behavior invites us into a power struggle, they we could guess that they have feelings around whether or not they matter and belong. And so, and I'm, again, always the caveat that I don't know you. I don't know your children. I've never been in your home. But I'm just going to make some guesses and offer some things that you all, everybody that's listening, because I know that Kay is not the only one with a defiant oldest child or youngest or whatever defiant child. As you're listening, listen for pieces that you are feeling connected to. Listen for moments where you notice you think, oh, right? Because those are those are the moments that you, that that's the universe. That's your body saying, yes, yes, pay attention here. Warmer, sunnier days are calling. Thank God spring into summer is my favorite time of year. After turning 50 last September, I've been really working on my physical health and well-being and can honestly say that I am feeling better in my body than I have felt in a very long time. Yes, credit goes to movement and working out, but even more credit goes to how I'm feeding my body. That's why I love Factor. I fuel up with Factor's no prep, no mess meals, 
35 different meal choices and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week, I always have a new flavor to explore. It's amazing. You can crush your wellness goals this May, keep time in the kitchen to a minimum, and enjoy effortless support for the lifestyle you want to be living with dietitian approved meals and ingredients you can trust from Factor. Head over to factormeals.com slash joyful50 and use the code joyful50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code joyful50 at factormeals.com slash joyful50. Again, that's 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Yes, yes, yes. Join me. Join me in the health revolution and feel really good this summer. Hey, so I'm so excited. I want to share with you about one of our new sponsors, Starglow Media. They have this amazing show for all of you with younger kids called Mysteries About True Histories. Every episode follows Max and Molly, who have just been recruited into a secret order of problem solvers and on adventures through time packed with puzzles and hidden equations, histories, and laughs. You all know Alana, our co-founder at Sproutable. She listened to the show with her seven-year-old and loved it. They would pause the show and try to figure out the math problems together, loved learning about different cultures and the histories around the world. The series explores themes like the stories behind math, critical thinking, code breaking, pattern solving, and so much more. Math is geared Math is what they call it. Math is geared towards kids six and over, but can be enjoyed by the entire family. Episodes drop every Thursday, and they're about 15 minutes, perfect length for the car rides, mealtime, break time, bedtime. Each episode is stacked with so much laughter, and your kiddos won't even realize how much they're learning. So tune into Mysteries About True Histories math with your kids. You can follow and listen on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your pods. So when we find ourselves in lots of power struggles or, well, we'll start about with power struggles. So when we find ourselves with lots of power struggles, a lot of the time, not all the time, but a lot of the time our kids are feeling as though they can't influence their world. And the belief becomes, I counter belong only when I'm the boss, in control, or proving that no one can boss me. Proving that no one can boss me. Now, this may or may not be your daughter's belief around belonging. If it is, then a great place to start, well, always a great place to start, is with relationship and um, special time. But if it's the power piece, then there's also... This is a great opportunity for you to get really curious with your daughter and say things like, I'm wondering if you feel like I'm always telling you what to do. And my guess is she'll probably say, yeah, you are. And then you get to say, can you tell me about that? And just let her dump, like let her share with you. Let her tell you about her experience. And I want you, Kay, and all of you listeners Um, when you have this conversation with your child, don't listen from a place of of wanting to fix or wanting to be right 
or wanting a certain answer or wanting to validate, like drop all that stuff as it shows up when you're listening and simply listen deeply. Listen to what your child is saying to you. Listen to what your child isn't saying to you. Notice how you want to respond and be curious about that as well. Be curious about that as well. So we want to find out what their experience is, and then we get to ask them for help. And the kids that typically get into power struggles with us, they are like the perfect kids. They want to help. They want to feel like they can influence the situation. They want to feel like they have some control and autonomy in their life. So let them. Let them help. Let them help solve the problem, okay? Let your daughter help you solve this problem by having some really real, honest conversations. And if you're taking inventory and you're thinking about like, gosh, maybe I do ask a lot or command a lot of on my oldest daughter, we tend to do that with our oldest. Um, They look so big though compared to the little ones. We tend to put an enormous amount of expectation on our little kids. So really check yourself as well, okay? And, And the rest of you listeners and think like, have you, what does it sound like when you ask your daughter to do something? Is it a, is it a, do you offer it as a yes or no? Or do you, is it an invitation or is it a command? Because invitations, you know, when we enroll someone in something, when we invite someone into, into our ideas or our, um, you know, into our program, right? Our agenda, it's going to be, they want to say yes. But when we command that they go there, when we command that they go there, that's not going to work out very well. So notice your delivery. And in positive discipline, we talk a lot about curiosity questions. Um, so curiosity could, questions could sound like, wow, it's going to be, I'm, I'm excited to play a game after dinner. And there's a lot of plates on the table. Oldest daughter, which plates would you like to be in charge of taking to the sink? Right? So the question isn't, will you help? The question is, how are you going to help, right? How is that going to look? I'm going to leave that up to you. Um, Now, if the um, behavior feels hurtful, if it feels like a punch to the gut when she is saying no, right? If that's how it feels, if it feels less like a power struggle and more hurtful, then it could be that your daughter is really feeling disconnected really feeling disconnected because disconnection, a lack of belonging, that hurts. It hurts. It's painful. And humans have a tendency when they feel pain to want to make everyone feel as bad as they do. Like misery loves company, right? And so it could be that in her hurt, in her hurt, she's wanting to hurt back. And she's noticing that her defiance is actually painful for you too. And so um, I don't, so the belief becomes, I don't feel like I belong, so I'm going to hurt others as I feel hurt. Now, if this is the case, if this, and we're just making a guess, if this is, um, if you're finding that your child's behavior is, you know, you feel like it's a punch to the gut when they engage in it, when it feels really painful to you or disbelieving or you're left like, Ugh, why, right? Um that tends to be something that can, the very first place, it can be remedied, it can be helped um, by simply focusing on relationship. 
focusing on relationship. And what I noticed about your share is that you mentioned your six-year-old Kay, but you also talk about her siblings. So I'm guessing that you must have three or more kids. And if that's the case, I'm also guessing that the younger ones take up a lot more of your time than than the six-year-old. Or, you know, perhaps she's creating a situation where you're having to engage more with her. But what if, what if you could look at, um, at really focusing in on having some one-on-one special time with your oldest? And it does, you don't have to leave the house. You don't have to do anything extravagant. You simply get to say, you know what? I love you so much. And I am so busy with the little kids sometimes that I forget that, I really, I, it's really important for us to get one-on-one time. So every day we're going to have 20 minutes and I'm going to play with you and we're going to do whatever you want to do and see what comes up, right? My guess is she's not going to respond to that with a no, especially if you leave it up to her. And what happens there is you will begin to mend relationship and she will begin to really start connecting to the fact that she does belong and that she does matter in the family. All right? Special time is so powerful. So powerful. And you get to also, if you look at your own behavior, Kay, and and listeners, and this is really hard. Okay? This is really hard. And I know that it's hard because I experience it as well. When you take a really, when you take a balcony seat, right? When you take yourself out of the situation and you look down at your interactions with your kids, are there areas, are there things that you need to make amends for? Now, don't, I know that we often will go to, well, yeah, I mean, it gets really overwhelming. And if they would just, and I just want them to do this. And if everyone would listen and cooperate, then I wouldn't have to act this way. Okay, yes, yes, yes. I know, believe me, I know all the justification. I know all the blame game. I know, I know where you are in that. And I'm going to invite you to simply own your behavior. Own your behavior. Just like we tell our kids, right? You are in charge of you. And then in the next breath, we might say something like, you make me so mad. So we want to own our own behavior and make amends and make things right with our kids. So if there have been, if you have felt really disconnected to your six-year-old, okay, and you're feeling like maybe you have shown up a little bit hurtful when she's in her defiance, right? When things have gone kind of sideways. Own that. Own that. And decide, because here's the thing, right? And I know that you guys have heard me say this many, many times. Here is the thing with this parenting gig. It's not about them. It's about us. It's our work. Because guess what? We have a long road before they're out in the world as young adults. We have a long road. And that road is is blessed with opportunities for us to practice being in our best self when our children are not. Lynn, this time of year, parenting can be such a fluster clucks. You've come to the right place. I'm Lynn Lyons, and I've been treating anxious families for over 30 years. I'm Lynn's sister-in-law and co-host Robin Hudson. Join us for Fluster Clucks, a podcast for parents who worry. Wait, that's everybody. Yeah, these last few years have felt like one long anxiety attack for so many. Why do you think parents are always surprised that a podcast about anxiety relates to them, even if no one in their house has an anxiety disorder? Well, worry is human. Everyone does it. And anxiety shows up when we face uncertainty. 
All the parenting tips you've taught me have been essential. I love to break it down into skills we need to manage worry in our families. We've covered so many topics, depression, burnout, meltdowns, perfectionism. Don't forget scary mothers-in-law. Right, but of course that's not my mother-in-law. Because that's my mother. And a listener. As a psychotherapist, I like to teach parents and kids how to respond to everyday moments in healthy ways. Managing anxiety really can be taught. It really can. And I'll even tell you what to say. We talk about serious stuff, but without being too serious. Anxiety wants everything serious. Anxiety doesn't stand a chance when we're laughing, even about the tough stuff. I'm Margaret. And I'm Amy. And together we host the podcast, What Fresh Hell? Laughing in the Face of Motherhood. Margaret, I would say you're sort of a where are my keys kind of mom. Correct. Sometimes a where are my kids kind of mom. (laughs) Well, you're Amy more of a we were supposed to leave 35 seconds ago, mom. I mean, touche. In each episode of What Fresh Hell, we come at a topic from our usually completely opposite perspectives. I bring the research. And I bring kind of the gimlet eye. Like, is that research really going to work, people? And almost 10 million downloads later, we're still laughing. We also talk to experts in the parenting field, plus parents with stories we can all learn from. We make each other laugh, we challenge each other's assumptions, and we have what we think is the best parenting community on the internet. Check out What Fresh Hell? Laughing in the Face of Motherhood wherever you listen to podcasts. Our children are responding to the world. They're responding to their hurts. They're responding to their overwhelm. And they have very limited skills. They can't say to us, hey, you know what? I feel like you spend a lot of time with the little kids and I'm just really missing you and would really like to spend some time with you. Right? They don't know how to say that. They don't say like, wow, you know what? I feel like every time you want me to do something, you tell me. You never ask me. And it would make me feel really good if you would just ask me, right? Six-year-olds don't say that. 16-year-olds don't say that. However, I truly believe, and I'll let you know, I still have a couple, oh my gosh, I have two years? Oh, what? Jeesh, I just realized my daughter's turning 14 next week, and in two years, she'll be 16. So I'll report out. But, you know, we work really hard in our house to talk about things like, you know, being transparent, being explicit with our language, really saying what we need versus beating around the bush, even though it's uncomfortable. Are we masters at it? Heck no, we are not masters at it. But it's something that I'm really vocal about being in the practice of. And when your kids are really little, when your kids are six and under or 10 and under, you know, you're in the practice. So the work K for you is going to be Noticing your own experience when she's feeling defiant and get curious about that because just as our kids are seeking belonging and significance and knowing that they have influence on their life, so are we, the adults, all humans. So just check in with yourself as well and and what is your relationship with respect and disrespect and what do you want it to look like and is it... Is, is, it, is it developmentally appropriate to expect that our children would say, oh, I'm so glad that you placed that boundary on me. Thank you, mom, for helping me be the best kid I can be. I don't think it's, a, I don't think that's appropriate. So yeah, this is tricky, but I hope that I've offered a few different things for you to try. I hope you listeners um, are feeling like, yeah, yeah, there's some pieces here that you uh, want to put into action with your own kids. Um, it's messy. 
right? There's no perfect response. I don't have a perfect formula for you. What I what I will say again, though, is um, special time is a powerful tool. Special time is a powerful tool. And the more that we can work on relationship, um, the more influence we'll have on our children's behavior. And ultimately, they get to decide, right? Ultimately, they get to decide. And when they're feeling disconnected, when they're feeling insignificant, they just dis- their decisions on how to behave get kind of wonky, right? If I don't have any power in my life, I'm going to take power where I can get it, right? That, that makes a lot of sense. That makes a lot of sense when you look at it that way. Doesn't mean it's helpful. Doesn't mean it's rational. Doesn't mean you don't have a million things to tell me, Kay, about, oh, but she chooses this and she chooses this. I get it. I get it. I get it. So try to look at your situation from 10,000 feet. Try to look at it from the balcony view. Try to look at it versus from it and see what you come up with. And I can't wait to hear. So please, please, please be in touch around what you're playing with and what you're trying on and how it feels and let us know. All right. Thank you all so much for listening to this little short bonus episode. I will be back on Tuesday with a brand new interview. I'm really excited. Um, Yeah, it's January. I'm also working on, I want to have a consistent schedule for Facebook Lives where I can pop in and uh, maybe I talk about, I don't know what I'm going to talk about. Maybe I could talk about a positive discipline tool each week. That would be helpful, right? Um, I know that I kind of, (laughs) like to I also like to talk about our own internal work because it's super alive super alive for me I'm in it I'm in the practice and I love to share so give me your feedback if you are loving the podcast um, and you haven't already become a subscriber Uh, if you have an iPhone typical typically you have a um, podcast app on your iPhone and if you're thinking like wait what I didn't know that go over to that screen swipe swipe right Till you get to that search bar and um, when you get to the search bar, type in podcast and you'll see a kind of a purpley pink little icon come up and it'll say podcast. If you click on that, you will see a little search button at the bottom. If you click on that and you write in Joyful Courage Parenting Podcast, you'll find me and then you can subscribe to the show and then all my shows will come to you automatically every week like magic. Yeah. Um, Also, if you're loving the show, please head on over to iTunes and write a review. Um, All the reviews that I can I can collect um, are so helpful, right? So helpful for people that are looking for podcasts and maybe haven't been um, haven't had the opportunity to really get to, to get to know me or Joyful Courage, and they see it, and then they see the amazing, amazing reviews. Thank you guys so much. Amazing reviews that are already on there. So add yours to the list. And I mentioned Live in Love with Joyful Courage. If you haven't already joined the Facebook group, discussion group, I would invite you to come over there. I post things in there all the time. Um, I play around. I talk. And there's, you know, almost 800 other people that are on the Joyful Courage journey that are also supporting and celebrating and sharing great information over there. So I would invite you to join there. Um, I'm also on Instagram at Joyful underscore Courage. I'm on Twitter too, but are you? I don't know. Are people on Twitter? I don't really do very much over there, but you can follow me there too if you want. 
Big, huge love for you. Um, Really, really big, huge love for each and every one of you and all the support that you're sending my way. If you found value in this podcast, sharing is caring. Please share the link around the internet with the hashtag impact one million kids because we're doing it. And I, we, we are doing it. I cannot do it alone. We are doing it. So feel free to share. Big love. Have a beautiful day. And I'll see you on Tuesday. Hey there, I'm Debbie Reber, the founder of Tilt Parenting and the author of the book, Differently Wired. The mission of Tilt is to change the way neurodivergence, whether that's having a learning disability, having ADHD, being gifted, autistic, or some combination of all of the above, is perceived and experienced so differently wired kids and the parents like us raising them can truly thrive. On the Tilt Parenting Podcast, I get to talk with authors, therapists, educators, and parenting experts who are committed to this mission. I ask the questions my listeners are most curious about when it comes to supporting our kids. And in turn, my guests share strategies for challenges, out-of-the-box ideas for navigating school, best practices for therapies, tips for advocating, and so many thoughtful insights on what it really takes to help our kids grow up feeling seen and respected so they can create awesome lives for themselves. I know that raising a differently wired kid can feel overwhelming and isolating, but I promise you, you are not alone and it can feel so much better. If you're on this parenting journey, come listen to Tilt Parenting. Together, we can shift this paradigm and show up for our exceptional kids with hope, possibility, and joy.